Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we interview sexy humans of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, varieties, and proclivities in an effort to normalize and inspire pleasure so we can make the world a sexier, more living place. And our guest today is a 42-year-old black cis straight male that is usually dominant but enjoys being a stag with a little sprinkle of cuck play. He is part of a hot wife stag relationship and comes with tons of experience as a BBC bull and former swinger in his prior marriage. He's drawn to seeing his wife with other athletic black males with his size cock or bigger and is open to a gangbang with her favorite bulls. A Colorado-based creator originally from the East Coast, his wife is a sexy, naughty nurse, and he works as a trainer and a martial arts instructor. Welcome, Jay. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. That was a really great introduction. Thank you for hitting those details that I wrote. So I appreciate it. Fuck yeah. Can you start off by telling our sweet listeners, if you had to rate yourself right now 
on a sexual shame-a-meter with 10 being super shamey and one being like not at all shamey, where do you fall today and does it ever fluctuate for you? That's a very interesting question. I've never been asked that. I think on the shame-a-meter, internally, I have no shame. But I think externally, meaning like if my private life was to become public, then it would probably be a high level, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10. Wait, what in your life is private? I mean, like me and my wife totally separate our play life from our everyday public life. Like none of our friends know about it. Well, none of my friends know about it. She has some girlfriends that she tells stories to, but I don't talk to it about with my friends. It's a totally separate world. What? Yeah. Wow. What is that like? I mean, it's fine for me because, you know, I'm a little bit in the public eye. The the problem is this. People don't really understand. They come with their connotations and stigmas and, like, they don't really understand the lifestyle, just in general. I'm talking about two couples playing with another two couples, which is probably the, the tamest part of it. But if you added other kinks, like the hot wife and the stag and maybe cuckold, like, people really don't understand that. And there's a lot of judgment comes yeah. with it. Okay, can you give us just a little overview? What is your sex life like right now? And what are your favorite parts? I mean, right now it's a little bit difficult because like we got a newborn baby. He's about six months years old. So like, <laughs> it's so funny. Sometimes for us to have a nice, good sex outside of just like waiting for the baby to go to sleep and then we're already tired. This is probably not the sexiest thing, but we literally have to like have, because I have older kids. Like my daughter's like 20 plus years old. So we literally have to go to my daughter's house drop off my son so she could babysit him, get a hotel because we're tired of being in the bedroom that's full of baby stuff to get a little sexy and have a couple of hours where we could just get buck wild and crazy. And if we're really, really lucky, maybe we're able to invite someone. I mean, that's great that you're making time to do that. That's really impressive. Yeah. So now I'd love for you to tell us, what would you say makes you an excellent lover? Like, what are your best qualities as a lover? I mean, to understand when you physically connect with someone and you're able to feel the energy and then now you're feeding off the energy to give it back to them 10 times fold. And what that means is like you tend to almost not forget, but like you put your wants aside a little bit and you really want to like heighten the experience for your partner. And you do that with the touch and like the communication through the touch. Now, there's obviously verbals that you're going to be saying back and forth. But a lot of it is going to be built of just your physical touch and just feeling another person's body and see where that takes you. And I think being able to internalize that, it's just going to make for a really great experience. Did you always know that? Was that something intuitive to you or did you learn that somewhere? I had a very crazy upbringing. I was like sexual from a very young, young, young age. Some may even say, it was bad, you know. So many say, like, I was taken advantage of being a little kid, but sex has always been a part of my life. So I think it, it gradually starts to grow, and you learn, you read, you talk to people, you ask questions, you take the good and the bad, and you just try to make it, you know, work for you. Yeah. Okay, could you tell us now, what are some of your favorite ways to invite a partner to have sex with you? It sounds like you're doing a lot of planning right now because you have a baby, but, like, maybe pre-baby, how did you initiate sex? Like, what's that like for you? Well, obviously, as a couple, you know, we used to be on a swinger website, Cassidy. So, you know, we we go searching. I find a couple of guys that I know that my wife would, would enjoy physically. 
we don't really know how it's going to pan out with communication and actual like sex and just try to do a lot of chatting. See, that's where like I kind of did well as a bull is that I was a very good communicator when I was dealing with couples. I would ask questions. When he asked me questions, I would give him good details. I would, you know, do good at the sexting and flirting. And you know, funny enough, it's actually pretty difficult to find that. We find guys that, you know, maybe physically appealing, but like we try to chat with them and it's like trying to pull teeth and it's like, okay, we lose an interest here. But after some interest has been established, then yeah, we go get a hotel, we go get some drinks. We try to do things different. Like we did one, you know, we met at a bar. That's pretty typical. We did one where we actually did this whole video for our OnlyFans page, which we do have. You see my wife walking towards the hotel room and the communication that her and I have. And then as we knock on the door, he comes to the door and I'm almost like, and I'm not trying to demean my wife, but almost hand her off. And like to deal with that emotion, there's a lot of emotions that go into it, right? And to see another man grab my wife's hand and take her from me, that really tells so much of the story. And we really try to convey that in our OnlyFans page. That's beautiful. Could you now share with us your personal definition? What is sexy to you? First of all, I find my wife very sexy. I find like her, oh, yes. yeah, her body, her touch, her lips. She's a redhead, which I didn't even know I was into redheads until I met her. She has a nice, nice ass. Like she's about five seven. So I don't, know, I don't know if that's tall for a woman, but like it's like I don't know if average. I think it's a little, slightly above average. Yeah, it's above average, medium. Right, tall. right, and carries it very well. Like her thickness. You know, I'm a brother, so. You know, I love a girl with a nice ass. And, like, my wife has everything what I consider to be very sexy. Plus, she's very open-minded and super kinky. (gasps) That's so hot. Now, please tell us, when do you feel sexiest? You know, when I'm in shape, and I try to always be in shape, but you know you have some really good weeks where you just killed it. You know you didn't miss a workout. You didn't miss a rep. You've been eating good. Your diet is on point. You got a fresh haircut. Yeah, you're hydrating, you got a nice haircut, you shaved, and you like your body's on point, and you're wearing the perfect clothes. And my wife turns to me, you know, and she said, Damn, you look really sexy, which is great for me because, like, obviously, we do bring in other sexy men. So to make sure that my wife still finds me attractive, that makes me feel sexy. Damn, what a good answer. I love that. Okay, how does sex help you connect with a partner? Giving someone pleasure is the best thing you can do, right? I mean, it's one of the best things you could do for someone to make them feel good throughout the whole day, the week, there's so much stress that's going on, and just to make them feel good. It's like that Holly Berry when she got the Academy Award, when she's talking to Billy Bob Thornton, I think, or something like that. And she's like, make me feel good. Make me feel good. Like, sometimes that's all you want is just to feel good and to have that ecstasy of pleasure. I think to be able to do that with my hands, I'm very good. I'm very into massaging. I do it all. Massaging, cupping. Mm. You know, I go I go really deep until I actually full out massage. When I massage you, it's not like I'm massaging you to fuck you. I'm massaging you to like really make your muscles and your body relax. Then I try to fuck you. From that to kissing, to just feeling my energy. Like, here's one thing I like. You know, my wife and she's standing there and I could just slide my cock that's really throbbing in a heart between our legs just so she could just feel the energy just like resting right on top of her clit or her pussy. There's things like that. Just 
you just conveying so much from like just traveling of energy that like she could feel that I really want her and she knows I want her and I know she wants me. I mean, that's, that's a lot of communication there. Yeah. That is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Now I would love if you could give us an example of a sexy, explicitly clear yes that you have either given or received with a partner that led to something super hot. Could be groups of partners too. Mm. I think the first time that I did with my wife, we had a situation with another guy. It's called fuck licking. So basically, me and my wife was 69, and she was on top of me. And the guy came behind her and started fucking her as I was licking her clip. So she's getting multiple stimulation between having a nice hard cock inside of her. And me, like, really oh having fun with her clip. I've been in so many threesomes and never known about this. Are you seriously? You never had that? Damn. See, like, see, like, a lot of guys would feel uncomfortable with that because they're like, oh, shit, my mouth is so close to his cock. You know what I'm saying? Like, And for me, man, I'm so curious about my sexuality. I know what I enjoy. I know what I want. I don't mind male-on-male contact, even if it's, like, direct contact. Yeah. I've also played with it a little bit. You know, I've done some things, so I, I don't mind it at all. Like, I'm more like a, I don't know what's the word of it. It's like pansexual. If it feels good, do it. Yeah, yeah it. that's kind of like what I'm at. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love that. Okay, now tell us what counts as sex for you. I mean, sex is sex. Like, penetration, oral sex. I don't have many other definition of it. There's things like sexual or sexy, but as far as sex, I need to be inside of you. Love that. Okay, so now, personally, in your life growing up, did you ever get a helpful sex education or an explicit health and safety talk or a lesson in consent? No, which in all honesty, this is a topic that I've had talks on on other podcasts for multiple levels, from father to son, also dealing with the Black community, and just having a more open and positive sex environment or sex community, which is very difficult. You know, sex is one of those things that you just kind of learn on your own. Like I was saying from father to son, meaning that, you know, my father never sat down and then like, I mean, he told me about the birds and the bees and told me strap it up. You know, like the basics of being safe, right. but never really explained what sex really was, how to have good sex, how to have fun sex, or even consensual sex. I mean, I think it was not really directly said, but obviously, you know, you get consent. You know, no one wants to be locked up for rape or to rape someone or put someone in that situation. But I don't think we ever had like a full direct conversation about it. And then also if you look in the black community, like us brothers, we don't sit down and talk about what we do with our woman, how we express ourselves sexually. You know, what we do in our bedroom is, is our own personal business. Not something we really, really talk a lot about. Do you talk about it with anyone? With my wife. <laughs> as far as like my personal friends? No, 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 not really. Okay. Does anything happen to your shame-a-meter up and downs-wise when it's time to talk to a new partner about safer sex? No, we are pretty direct, right? Because we like, first of all, if you're going to play with us, you have to get tested, right? Because, you know, one, bareback is just better for all of us, even for him, definitely. Even for my wife, she likes it better. So we were like, listen, you have to get tested. And when I, what, what we mean by tested, don't bring us a test that's like a month old, two months old. We don't know how many girls you ran through. We need a week of. Like, so we vet yes. our play partners. Hell, sometimes if we are really down and you super cool, we'd be willing to even pay for you to get tested if you can't do it on your own financially. 
just to make sure that we're having a good time and we're all safe and we're all open. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to being like, you know, obviously safe. Safe as like also knowing what my wife wants and her boundaries. Knowing what my boundaries are, knowing what your boundaries are. And really having an honest and open conversation. We'll say, hey, we like this, we like this, we like that. How do you feel about this? We had a couple guys like, nah, I'm not down with that. Okay, cool. A couple guys shoot some stuff at us. We're like, nah, we're not down with that. Cool. And we all stay to that. I'm a very open-minded person. And I'm a very respectful person. I think me and my wife is very all the same. So we want to make people feel comfortable and vice versa. Fuck yeah. Okay. Now, let's get into the specifics. Take us through your personal formative sexual timeline, starting at the very beginning, and just walk us through what feels relevant. When do you first remember hearing about sex? I was in kindergarten. And my babysitter was very touchy-feely with me and my brother and had us touch and feel her. Now, I don't know if I knew that I was sex or sexual, but it felt super naughty. Like, this wasn't something we were supposed to be doing. I think she was maybe, like, 16 or something like that. I think she was in high school. I remember looking at her as an adult, but, like, looking back at her, she was in school. So she's probably just in high school. And what happened was my mother, she raised me and my brother, majority by herself. She had to work multiple jobs. She'd go from one job to the other job. So me and my brother, after school, would go to the babysitter house who had, she lived in an old lady house. She had like 16 granddaughters, like a bunch of granddaughters, only like one grandson. And the oldest one used to watch us. So we was in a house full of just a bunch of girls. And we just got fondled and played with. And like, it just seemed like that's what you're supposed to do. You boy and a girl, you got a penis, I got a vagina. And now as far as my first sexual, like, realizing what sex was. So I'm from New York, right? And my grandmother, she's like a lesbian. She's butch. Like, that was her nickname was Butch. People knew her in the streets. She was a crazy party, crazy lady. She used to have these, like, videotapes, you know? And on the top shelf was her porn collection. So the first time I seen porn, I remember, like, getting one video and popping it in. And it was like a lesbian porn. But, like, I remember watching it and, like, Holy shit, this is what adults do, right? And then my first full-out sexual experience, like I'm like consciously having sex as I was 13 years old as a freshman in high school. Okay, so you were, that was the first time you had like a part. Did you go straight? Because you'd been doing the petting. Did you have bases or were you just like? No, it was a girl that like, she was kind of known around the block. And I remember like, it's so funny how peer pressure happens. I remember being technically still a virgin at 13, right? Like, I've done things with a lot of women, yeah, but I'd never fully penetrated. It was always a comping, grabbing, touching, all those things, but never fully penetrated, right? Especially when I was really young as a kid. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just rubbing things on each other. But I remember thinking, like, I don't want to be a virgin. All my friends ain't virgins. They probably all lying, but it seemed like everybody was having sex but me. So this girl around the block who was relatively known to be a little bit loose, you know, so to speak. We was hanging out and like, you know, I brought her to my room and we did it. Like, and it was so bad. It was incredibly bad because as much as I thought I knew, as much porn I've watched at my grandmother's house and played around, I really did not understand a woman's body. I just thought, you know, you take this, you put this here. The problem was that I could not find a hole and I'm trying to search yeah. And she's not helping me. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm trying. She's like, are you a virgin? I'm like, no, I'm not a virgin. Like, to this day, 
she don't even know she took my virginity. I was embarrassed. It, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. Had you already discovered your own body at that point? Like, were you already Yeah, that's what, you know what? Because we had sex a couple of times. And I actually, after she left, I went to go masturbate. Like, I was like, I had more fun masturbating than having sex with her. Like, I feel like I experienced what most women experience when losing their virginity. Like, it just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, so did it get better in your teen years? Like, what kind of unfolded next? When do you feel like you started to get the hang of things? And like, yeah, like, what were you like as you were growing up and turning into a man? You know, at that point, I just started having more sex. And like, you know what happened as I'm going to be honest here? I started to realize that in this way, it becomes dangerous. Sex with a condom was just like not fun, right? It becomes like, no. You get the regular Trojan condoms at the corner store. Or you, or, you know, you find a friend and, like, you put it on and you're having sex. And it almost feels like you're not doing anything. And, like, wow. you don't understand how to use lube, how to, like, because that dries her out. And you keep doing it because you're like, hey, well, I don't want to get her pregnant, nor do I want an STD. Until you find that one girl who's like, yeah, I'm cool with not using a condom. And then you're like, okay, fuck it, let me try this. And then you realize, like, whoa, this is good. This is really, really good. And then you really understand what sex is about. I mean, it's a great story. I understand the consequences of it, but that's the truth. Yeah. She's on birth control or use the pull-out method because I jerked off so much and I got into this like edging thing that I knew how to like not just bust, you know, not just get into like like having sex and can't control and oh shit, I came in you. Like she's like, hey, I'm on birth control. I yeah. immediately pulled out. Maybe there's a lot of luck with that, but like, nah, I never got a girl pregnant. Good for you. Okay, so even back then, it sounds like maybe you were maybe keeping your sexual experiences to yourself. Did you ever learn stuff from other friends or anything useful in school or any formative education spaces like that? I mean, yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, but it was a lot of questions that came from, you know, talking to the girls. Like, I had some real questions. Like, I think early on, I understood, the, or at least I had the ability to swallow my pride, you know, and a lot of times the girls would be a little bit older and they'd tell me, yeah, that was good, that was bad, do this, don't do that. And I'm like asking questions like, yo, like, listen, I'm going to eat you out. And I need you to tell me, what am I doing good or what am I doing bad? Like, give me the specifics. I do not understand your anatomy. So I need you to educate me. And she's like, okay, yes, don't do that. That's a waste of time. Try this. Oh, this is a clip. Okay, got it. Thank you. That's what everybody be talking about. Like, I have to ask those questions. That's amazing. I fucking love that you did that. That's super. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. 
I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So when did you feel like you started to like know what you were doing? When do you feel like that confidence was there in you? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe when I got married, like, because I was married once and I was married for like 12 years. And maybe then, because we really grew. Most of my relationships was like, you know, it's on and off. Like, I never really got a chance to like grow with the girlfriend and learn. You know, and that's what I told my son, actually. You know, he's 20 now, but back when he was younger, I asked him if he like, you know, lost his virginity. He told me, yeah, he's, I lost my virginity to this girl, but I've been sleeping with a couple other girls. And I was like, here's what you do. Find someone that you're really, really cool with and learn. Don't jump from girl to girl to girl to girl for multiple reasons that we can all like understand. Yeah. But also just for your own education, because like you're just never going to learn that way. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go give that one girl, you know, minimum dick and you can go give the other girl minimum dick. And like, and you're never going to really like grow until you get that one girl that y'all can sit down and just experiment with, answer some questions, figure out some things. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm starting to catch my stride. I'm starting to catch my stroke. I'm starting to understand what it's about. That's my advice. Damn. I wish you'd been there to talk to teenage me. That's great. I was definitely like just trying to figure it out and couldn't, didn't have one to hang on to to experiment with for a while. So what age did you get married the first time? Like, like, do we need to know about your formative sex leading up to that? Like, what feels relevant from that time period? I think it was just basic sex, right? Find a girl, get her number, take her on a date, try to smash. I don't think there was anything special about that. I did meet my first wife when I was 19. I was in the Army. I got stationed in Colorado. And then I met her. We got married close to when I was turning 21. She got pregnant with my son. Now, she was already experienced. She had two kids prior, which is not common like you don't usually meet a girl with two kids and your wife are up but i really love her daughters and they didn't have like a father in place so i felt it was my responsibility to give these little girls a father figure so i took them on and then you know i married my ex-wife and we had a kid and we was married for 12 years and during that time frame is when we got introduced to the lifestyle we got introduced to it about like i don't know five to seven years and i think five years but we didn't actually do anything until about like seven years in my wife was interested in being with another woman. And that's what kind of sparked it. And this is back in like 2005, six, seven, something like that. We talked about it for a while, but we didn't really know how to go about it. And we wasn't going to like sleep with friends. That was, even to this day, that's a hard no for me. Okay. But however, one day we was watching a 2020 Dateline special or something. And it was like couples who, who have a alternative lifestyle. And it was very interesting to realize that people actually do this. This is actually a thing. And of course, you know, back then, like we didn't have the internet that was so widely acceptable or available, especially for lifestyle couples and things like that. So it didn't run across our paths until we saw it in daylight and then we could research it. Right now, it seems like everybody talks about it. Like poly and open seems like the hot topic of the day. Everybody talks about it. But back then it was like, no one talked about it. Which I actually had more fun back then. I felt like we was a part of like this secret underworld that no one ever did. That was super crazy. Once again, nowadays it's like who hasn't done it in some form or fashion. But unfortunately, though, 
getting into the lifestyle so early on in our marriage, and we was both relatively young, we did not have the communication skills or just how to be honest with each other and maybe even honest with ourselves to really facilitate a good experience. Mm. And it led to like really eroding away our marriage and we kind of just drifted away. We both made a lot of mistakes and then of course it ended up in a divorce. Okay, so was it during this time, would you say that you started to kind of like develop your confidence and like what were you learning and noticing about your just body preferences, sexual self during that time? Okay, so you never really know like how you match up with other people. Like, I mean, you watch porn, but it's like you don't really compare yourself to porn stars, right? Because sometimes it's like 12 inches, like it's just unbelievable. But what started happening was because I am a black man in a very predominantly white state like Colorado, I started to be around other white men. And, you know, I hate to say, but I started to see the difference in size. I was standing out in the crowd. And not saying there's no white guys that have big dicks. Not saying that. Totally. But it really started to make me feel like, you know, okay, maybe I got something. You know, maybe, you know, I always said if I was in Atlanta, which is a lot of black guys, I probably would have been average. I, mean, I think I'm still a little bit above average. But in Colorado, I was huge, so which yeah. made me a little bit of a, a hot commodity, especially compared to my wife, who, weird enough, as much sometimes white couples enjoy black men, they don't have that same affinity to black women. Really? Yeah, she did not get the same. And my ex-wife is very attractive, super athletic, in shape. She's not even just black. She's like half black and half Korean. But she didn't get the same fanfare as I did. We go to a party and guys come up to her or me and be like, hey, you mind if you fuck my wife? Never like, hey, you mind if I fuck your wife? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if it was intimidated or what, but that just didn't happen a lot. Wow. But yes, it did help build my confidence. It made me feel like, you know, I was somewhat special. Yeah. On that note, I would love to hear like your favorite parts of feeling special. I know I love to come into relationships as a unicorn and just sort of like add my presence. Like what are the parts that are most exciting or gratifying to you when you're being a bull? And then like, what are the most exciting parts when you're on the other side? Actually, I was going to talk about me being on the other side because I think that gave me a way better understanding you know as i'm coming in and like i'm enjoying this guy's wife it's a very special moment for sure it, it really is because you know they are opening up their house their bedroom their bed and inviting me in and a lot of times it's without any strings and without any stress i'm not taking anyone out i gotta woo anyone it's just hey show up be respectful be a gentleman have energy and enjoy the moment, right? And you know, and the sex is typically great. However, when you're on the other side, and as I transitioned from being a bull, and I got into my current relationship, and now I've become more of a stag, as we invite other BBCs in, then that really, really changed the game for me. Because I'm used to fucking women my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole life. Yeah. I'm used to having sex. I'm not used to not being the one having sex so that role play was extremely exciting very different and there's a lot that comes with that yeah lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so i'm very excited and i'm going to do my best did you know the flora app is a safe place to open up embrace your desires and find like-minded people 
This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. You mentioned a scenario in which you were, like, handing off your wife. I don't know if you want to jump ahead to that, to specifics, or kind of, like, fill in more gaps between here and there and how you met, but I would just love to hear, like, what that experience is like for you, or if you stay, are you filming? Like, just give us some more details there. Yeah, so, you know, as I started to explore my stag, hot wife lifestyle, and I really wanted to, like, jump into it and really like because once again I've, I've been the bull i've seen it but you know as you are the bull like in my mind i was like why do guys do that why would a guy bring in another man who may be bigger than him sometimes even more dominant just because of his physicality and allow him to be with his wife i'm like wow that's crazy but now i have the chance to experience it and i only experience it we recorded it, and you know, this is what our OnlyFans page is based around. So there's a lot of like videos that we have posted in our OnlyFans to show our journey because I really wanted to like showcase it. Because <laughs> when a man comes over, like, we have these conversations. I'm looking at him; he's looking at me, and I can tell he could be somewhat, sometimes a little bit timid. I won't say timid, but a little bit intimidated because I am a physical presence. I'm strong, athletic. If you know me, you know that like I, I come from a strong, combative background as far as fighting and things like that. And also, I got a big dick too. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times these guys are coming in and like it's not a typical situation because there's a, not a lot of black stags. So that's actually kind of rare or even black cuckolds. So for them to look at me, they usually look at me like I'm on their side, but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm actually on the other side. Like I need you to play the dominant BBC fulfill this fantasy that me and my wife has. I know it's different than what you normally walk into, but like enjoy the moment and like and embrace it. And so, yes, I've been situations where I have literally took my wife's hand and put it in the hand of another man and give her a kiss goodbye as I sat there and watched her enjoy herself, which is extremely hot and exciting. That's so hot. That's so hot. And you said you get video clips sometimes from like when they're playing or do you, or is it always after? Like, how does that work if you're not there? So I've done it all the ways, right? So I've done it whereas I was actually there and I joined it. It was almost like more of a threesome. 
right? Fine. I've done it where it was more of a stag where I'm just kind of watching, facilitating, helping out. I even did it where it was like a little bit more of a cuck situation when I'm like, wait until he's done. Then I have to clean her up and really like listen to her command. So a little bit more of a submissive. I think that's the difference between a stag and a cuck. A stag is still very dominant in the situation. A cuck is a little bit more submissive. And I think I've played that role to give my wife the full power. Then I've done it whereas I would take her or oh, we had two hotel rooms. I would, and she would go down to the other hotel room with the guy, and then I would come in at the tail end, or I dropped her off at his apartment. And then when she's done, and she'll text me and say, "Hey, I'm done," and I would come up and maybe I would reclaim her right then and there. And then we also done it to where as she totally went out on a date. I stayed home. We actually got her like a baby, newborn baby together. She totally went out, had a great time, and then I and then I wait till she come back home while I'm watching the kid and doing all the cleaning the house, watching That's... basketball or whatever. Yeah. And wait till she gets home. And, but yeah, you, we always record everything. Even if I'm there physically recording, which sometimes gives me the best angles yes. and I could really, you know, you ever tried fucking recording is really tough, but I could get the best angles. But also when I'm not there, she definitely records and that really gives her the opportunity to just be free and not have to worry about me in any form or fashion. So that still has its like specialty to it too. That's amazing. You are the first stag I have spoken to who admits to sprinklings of cuck feelings. How do you organize it in your brain or heart? And like what activates each? Like, is it the other partner? Is it your mood? Is it your wife's mood? Like, how do you kind of like figure out which dynamic you're existing in? You know what? There's two ways. I'm going to tell you something I don't think I've ever told anyone besides my wife. I think sometimes I can be more of a cuck when the guy's cock is bigger than mine. And then I could be slightly submissive to that. Other than that, it comes down to like when my wife wants me to like serve her or whatever what she's feeling at the moment. Oh, yummy. This is a specific question, but can you tell by eyeballing if your cock is bigger or smaller than another cock? Or do you have to like put them next to each other or is there like a threshold? I mean, sometimes it's difficult. You know, sometimes it could be just a matter of like, I may be thicker, he may be longer. I'm actually a pretty thick guy. So like, it's usually not someone sticking to me, but sometimes I could be thick and the guy could be longer. Or sometimes he's longer and just as thick. Sometimes it's difficult. Maybe I just downplay it in my head. I'm like, hey, I think that guy's bigger than me. And my wife would be like, actually, I'm the one that's sucking both dicks. I got both of them in my hand. You're just as big as him. And I'm like, oh, really? In my mind, he just looks bigger. <laughs> but then again, you get those and you be like, okay, he's bigger. <laughs> like, you just, like, you obviously can tell. Oh my gosh, that's so hot. Oh, do you ever play with them too? Or like, have you done also threesomes, like a two boy situation? Yeah, I've done it on both ends, right? I've done it as a BBC, whereas the couple wanted more male on male contact. And usually the husband would serve me. I let him give me a blowjob or like he loves to like take my cock and guide it into his wife, those things, or even clean me off. And if I'm honest, I've actually done it the same as a stag. I think that's when you kind of go into more of a cuck situation. It's so weird because like I don't consider myself bi because like I don't find men attractive. Yeah. But I am like in the midst of like everything super hot and horny and like a pansexual and like if it's if it feels good, do it. If my yeah. wife wants it, do it. If it's mentally put me in a place that I could like make things heighten, then I do it. 
The one that I think that was really hot is when my wife was over me and we was like 69 and, and her bull was fucking her doggy. You know, it was called fuck licking. So she's being fucked by his, and he actually had a really big cock. So she was being fucked by his like gigantic cock. And I was licking her pussy, which in turn is like, you gonna get some juices on both ends, man, like you, in your mouth. And I'm, I'm gonna lick a click, but I'm also gonna lick his cock because it just is impossible to like always hit that same spot. So I think both of them enjoyed it. She definitely enjoyed it because she has a huge fantasy of seeing two black guys going at it. So I try to get close to that edge, especially for her. That's still within my comfort zone. Fuck yeah. Okay, it sounds like you have a lot of experience in so many different configurations of threesomes. It's one of the most common things I get questions about. So I'm curious if you have any like threesome wisdom for anyone out there listening. Yeah, so... One of the first things that me and my wife always do, we vet the guy as far as, you know, go get tested. Like, we need you to be tested like a week off, like not two months ago, because we like playing bear back. I think that's the funnest way. I don't think there's ever been a guy that's like, hey, man, I like condoms more than non-condoms. Even women like no condoms. But sometimes it can be very scary, but we need you to be safe. Past that, the biggest thing when it comes to threesome is communication. Everybody needs to communicate with everybody. Like, obviously, the husband and wife, they need to communicate with each other, understand their boundaries, what they're looking for. You know, do they have any no goals or goals? And then, you know, the husband should communicate with the third guy. The wife should communicate with the third guy and vice versa. And I, I hate when sometimes, and, and this is where some guys don't make it to the bedroom, right? We are conversating with the guy. We're asking questions. We ask him some basic questions. Hey, what turns you on? And they'd be like, ah, uh, everything. I just like having sex. Yeah. And we like, okay, that's fucking vague and super boring. Give us some details. What kinks do you have? What makes you special amongst all the other guys? Yeah. If you cannot articulate yourself and know how to make things hot, because you know how it is with women, you have to activate their mind before you can activate their body. Yeah. You know, and then if you don't have the skills, the verbal skills to do it, it just ain't going to work for us. Because my wife just don't jump in every dick. She doesn't like to just get bang and fuck. She wants to know there's a real connection. So communication is key. Ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Do you like this? Do you want this? How do you feel about this? Like, don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. Sometimes things just ain't a good fit. But I'd rather you ask the question and then we actually do it and then like, we, everybody's uncomfortable. So threesomes to me, it's all about communication. Now, for the husband, here's a key thing for the husband. Any husband that's thinking about doing this, understand you don't have control. Understand whatever picture that you have fantasizing in your head, it may not play out like that. Mm -hmm. Give up the control. Because don't forget, there's two other human beings. They are not puppets. You cannot control them. Don't start making all these rules, all these situations that you have in your head that you want to explore. You have to let things play out organically. Because you're going to find yourself very disappointed, maybe even hurt or just not having a good time. Enjoy what's happening because sometimes the unknown will be some of your sexiest moments. Damn, that is so true. There've been so many times where like, yeah, those unexpected surprises reach new heights of pleasure. That's so cool. But yeah, you gotta be open to it. Could you tell us now what your favorite body feelings or physical sensations are? I mean, for me, it's like with nipple play. Like I'll give you one example. And I'm really thinking about this video that we did. And it's so weird because like you post videos on your OnlyFans page 
And it's like the ones you post that don't even think like, all right, no one is going to like it. Those are the ones that get a lot of fanfare. And the ones you think are like, oh, everybody's going to like this. You get like a little fanfare. It's just so weird how people get turned on. We can't control it. Right, right. But the one that I really enjoy, and I think we got a lot of fanfare in our OnlyFans page, was my wife was getting fucked, doggy, and she was just licking my nipples. And that was like heaven to me. I got sensitive nipples, and she knows that's my place. But to have the visual of her being bent over and fucked, and she's hitting my most sensitive area, and we have this all, like, videotape, that to me was the best. So that sensory play, just tongue and nipple, nothing nothing too crazy, not using any whips or any things like that, and just hitting that spot. You hit that spot, you could, like, turn me on, like, even if I wasn't turned on, and that, and that was it. Oh, that's amazing. What about your favorite parts of your wife's body? I mean, I guess I could be pretty basic on this one. I, mean, I love her ass. She has an incredible ass. As a brother, you know, we all about the booty. And like, and that, that was the first thing that drew me to her when I first met her, you know. Met her at the dance studio. She was doing bachata. And I just looked across the room and I just saw this little bit of a taller woman. She's like five seven, so a little bit taller woman. Her ass was just stuck out to me. And I was like, damn, that is nice. And funny enough, I didn't even have the nerve to even go talk to her. Because I was actually there with another girl. But she came to talk to me. But I was very respectful because I, I was there with another woman. Me and the other woman didn't work out. And I just looked her up on Instagram. But yeah, it's definitely her ass. She do got some beautiful lips, though. She has red hair, which I didn't even know I was into redheads. But I guess that's the thing for me now. She has a lot going on. Oh, that's amazing. Are you into anal also? Or is it just asses? Yeah, just asses. I'm not big into anal. I do enjoy anal, but I won't say I'm an anal fanatic but funny enough she is actually okay yeah she's the one i mean i've done it you know i just didn't really go there i've had girls even ask me to do it I'm like, yeah. but like she needs it <gasps> oh my god she like that's her come button when i start playing with her ass with a butt plug my finger definitely my cock that's how she comes it's really interesting she's the only woman i've noticed like that she definitely wants to try dp we've tried it but i still gotta learn my body because i like to configure and get there because, you know, you got to start so slow. And I was like, man, like I just cannot make it happen. I don't know. It looks so easy in porn. But I think yeah. those girls, like, just takes it. And I can't just shove it in. Yeah. So it takes a little bit more configuration than I expected. But she loves anal. And I love playing with her ass. Oh, I love that. What else is on your bucket list together? What other kinks or whatever else would you like to explore going forward together? Or separately? Yeah, we don't do things separate. I mean, I guess she does it a little bit. You know, as much hot wife experiences, you know, that we have had, and which has really been in the last year, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to grow with that. And we would just really would like to find a guy who's like super open-minded, buy comfortable, have the availability and honesty. Like, hey, if you're in a relationship, communicate, let us know so we don't bother you. But, you know, don't just like set plans up and cancel, which is super flaky. I mean, she just wants some more cock, honestly. And to keep it pretty basic, and I want to watch her more. So we're hoping to have some really great experiences this summer and produce some really great hot wife content and just enjoy life. That's so hot. Would you feel comfy walking us through a little bit of what the conversation was like when you were first like, hey, honey, like hot wife stuff? Because you said she wasn't into it at first, and your current wife is not bisexual. Is that correct? Yeah, she's not bisexual. Okay. No, I mean... She was, she was. She just wasn't into sharing me. 
Oh, oh, I totally misunderstood that. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because she had a friend who's poly, so she understand the whole E&M ethical non-monogamy. She understood that. But she also had another friend who actually is a cuck. And this is probably happened like three or four years ago. They was all in Mexico. And her girlfriend was like, hey, my husband allowed me to fuck other guys. And she was like, what? And she's like, I can't believe guys will allow that to happen. And a year later, she meets me. <laughs> right. She's always been very strictly, sometimes even controlling monogamous relationships in marriages. She's been married twice. So she was into it. So when I first met her, my goal was to set the stage so she understand who I was and what I was about. I didn't want to wait like six months to a year down the road to drop this bomb on her and be like, hey, I got this fantasy. I wanted to know if she was into it from day one. So I was pretty straightforward, like in our first couple of dates, like, hey, I got this kink. I don't know if you ever want to try. And she was like, yeah, that sounds really sexy. But of course, she wanted to get to know me more, yeah. build our relationship. So we didn't do anything for like the first year and a half. Okay. So you were honest early on, then built the trust, and then started exploring. Yeah. That's awesome. How often do you watch the content that you've created together? Like, beyond the initial creation process or any editing, but do you, like, go back and watch your own porn? Yeah. You know, it's so funny, because right now, my wife is in the mountains with her girlfriend. So I'm here for, like, two, two and a half days by myself, right? And, you know, I, I watch a little porn. And sometimes the porn just don't get it. It just don't get me there. So I go back to our only fan page and I watch videos like all the time. That's so hot. Sometimes I forget about things. I'm like, oh shit, we did do that. Yeah, I love it. Oh, damn. That's why I know we have great content is when I still get turned on by it. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Do you have a favorite place to meet your play partners? We like to do a bar. You know, we like to go out of city, so we don't really do it in our city because we just don't want to run into anyone. It's one scene that's with, like, some other black guy, me and my wife, you know, like, kind of sitting and like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, hey, Jay, I didn't know he was like that. And So we are very, very secretive, especially me, more so me than her. She told her girlfriends, because a lot of them was all, like, kind of open in some form of fashion, or bi, or gay, or lesbian. My friends, they, like, strictly heterosexual, you know, manly men, right? At least that's what they say to me in my face. I don't know what they're doing in their bedroom. They could be just like me, closet freaks. Maybe. But we like to go out of town and find a nice bar and meet, drink, and talk before we go to the bedroom. Like, see if there's actually a real connection that's past texting or sexting. Yeah. And so are you meeting people primarily online or on apps first and then going to meet them in person? Correct. Yeah, we was doing Cassidy for a while. Fuck yeah. Okay, any other hopes for your sex life going forward or just thoughts on sex in general? No, I, see, the thing about sex is that you, you start to realize that when you give in to the thought that like there's so much possibilities and so many different areas that you can explore, especially when you got someone that could be open, you could trust, you could communicate, you could tell them the naughty things in your mind. Like, I know couples. I was actually speaking to one couple, a vanilla couple, a friendly couple. And she's like, yeah, my husband don't watch porn because it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, bro, you don't watch porn? He's, she's like, yeah, she don't like it. Because then she was like, well, we make videos. And so if he wants something, he, he could just watch our videos. I said, like, yeah, but yeah, I don't do everything. You don't know what kinks that he may be into that you may not want to do. Like, you're like, let that man explore. Let that man, like, live. That sounds so claustrophobic, so mentally claustrophobic. Don't live like that. Don't be ashamed. 
like there are so many things out there like i think the men shuts off because of stigmas yeah and not even coming from the south or from other men sometimes women especially in the black community if i told some of my black women friends or black friends some of the stuff i do like yo you get that's it you get oh i'm I'm not i'm actually not get yeah you are you let some man you was actually fucking with another dick in the room you just get like wait i didn't even touch the guy he didn't touch me that makes me get you just get but I was a bull that was fucking his wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so many close-minded people that, like, I would tell, I would say, hey, you're still alive. Live your life. Everybody dies, but not everybody really lives. So go enjoy and fuck what people say. Fuck yeah. Okay, if you got to build your own perfect playroom, castle, house, mansion, whatever, with an unlimited budget for you guys to play in, what would it be like? Yeah, I would probably build a room where I could set up a bunch of cameras, get all the best lighting, get all the best angles so I don't have to work so hard when I'm recording. You know? <laughs> it'd be really great that I just like click camera one, TV one, light two, and like a whole production. I mean, I don't really like production porn. Yeah. I like amateur porn, but sometimes amateur porn, like the angles be wrong. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man, move, move your arm. The shadowing, you know, I, which is something I pay attention to when I am recording. Yeah. I'm trying to get the best angles that I think people will enjoy. But it'd be nice if I already had setups that I don't have to work as hard. Totally, totally. Okay, and lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? It's so weird because if I change anything, like it, w- it wouldn't bring me to this place I am now. Totally, <laughs> totally. You know, yeah. like, and, and I'm happy now. <laughs> but the one thing I would say is that I, I would have told myself, to like, you know, be more honest. Because of my sometimes dishonesty, which led to infidelity issues, and it hurt people. And sometimes that hurt don't ever go away. Like people could get over it and, and forgive one out, but like that hurt could like stain and traumatize people. And I hate to know that I've hurt anyone to the point that it could be traumatized. So like, you know, I wish I was way more honest, not only with other people, but with myself. That it was a point in times that I was like, I'm against this, I'm against that. And I probably lost good years of like just living my best life. So really great honesty and openness is one of the things I would try to teach myself, uh, my past version. Beautiful. Jay, can you tell us where to find you on the internet? And lovers, there will be links in the description below. Yeah, so you could find our Twitter account, which is Hot Wife Sheila. We have a lot of free content there. And then from there, it has our link to our OnlyFans page, which is our Sheila Exposure. If you want to like access easy questions, you can go to the Twitter. But if you want to like really get deep and like sometimes like my wife is sexing and talking and really communicating, it's through our OnlyFan page. But we do have a lot of free content in our Twitter account so you can get a good idea of what stuff we produce. But yeah, those are the two basic ways to contact us and hopefully you enjoy what you see. Awesome. Jay, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. No worries. You're welcome. Lovely humans, thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. 
sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. 